Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, etc., etc. Okay? Etc. But here we are in Sydney. Lockdown week three. The bants is over. Alright? You know... Lockdowns come and go. That's the world we live in now. Sometimes you've got to dip your toe in the water uh, of seasonal depression. And that is the world we live in. But here's the thing. Week here, two weeks there. No stress, no fuss, no muss, okay? Get back to what you're doing. That's a fucking, that's a break, all right? That's a, you know, a one-week lockdown is in many ways a treat. Two weeks might be a bit of gluttony, you know? Take two weeks off. Sorry, second cousin can't come to your freaking 32nd birthday at a local park. Sorry, dude, it's lockdown, okay? We're out here dodging bullets and dodging COVID. It can be a great time to be alive. But it is my experience that the third week is kind of the tipping point. It's kind of where you're just like, oh, sweet, so this is forever. Oh, sweet, so I haven't left the house in four days. I'm starting to fucking freak out a little bit, dude, but... But you can't complain too much. It is still a great time to be alive. And, uh, you know, my local shops just got taken down. So, you know, COVID, uh, since March 2020, has been an issue for many people. And I'm not denying that, okay? All I'm saying is now, you take my local shops COVID, my local Woolies, the last place I'm allowed to go is a fucking hotspot now. Thank the Lord that there was some guy with COVID up there Sunday, 1.45pm through to 3 o'clock, which just happens to be the exact time that Conor, Conor McGregor was snapping his leg in half on Sunday. So thank you uh, to our favourite Irishman and icon, uh, you know, the, the man who makes the world go round, Conor McGregor, uh, despite losing the boys untold amounts of money, you did save us from COVID. And yet, I still see people on Instagram saying Conor McGregor is not a hero. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Saved me from a a world-beating freaking respiratory disease. Thank you. Googled that. And uh, so, yeah, but my local shops is officially a hotspot. I'm working from home. I don't know what's going on, dude. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm just not getting enough human interaction. I need to, I have a very deep need to vocalize every thought I have. Look at this podcast. No one was asking for this podcast before I started it. No one was freaking clamoring in the halls. Billy Darcy better start a podcast. You know, I I felt the need. Also, when you're a comedian, you feel like you have to. But, but mostly, dude, I just fucking love vocalizing as much as possible. But now some days... You know, Macca gets home from work at 4pm. He's the first person I'm talking to all day. By that point, it's too late. You know, I'm not the witty, charming boy that woke up that morning. I fucking lost it by 4pm, dude. You know, I'm like Mr. Burns wearing tissue boxes on my freaking feet. Like, I'm telling Macca to hop the fuck in. You know what I mean? Okay. So, my local shops has been taken down. Not even Woolies is safe. Uh, many people have told me to use the Coles in the suburb adjacent to mine, but I would truly rather die than go to Coles. 
I would truly rather take two days off food than go to Coles. I would argue that most of most of what Coles sells isn't food to begin with, dude. Okay? So I'm many things, but I'm not a trader. And if my Woolies is going to be shut down, I'll fucking wait it out, dude. I will wait it out. All right? One thing Billy Darcy is, he's very, very loyal. All right? Steve Smith, sandpaper incident. I did not jump sides once, okay? If anything, I was too aggressive in my support for Steve. A lot of people were like, we didn't bring it up. Why are you yelling at me? And I was, I, you know, but I'm, I'm loyal, okay? Conor McGregor snaps his leg in half on Sunday. Still on the McGregor train, okay? He saved me from COVID, whatever. Snapped his leg in half, lost the fight, lost us all the money. I will stand with him through this weird time. Okay, Woolworths, my local Woolworths, all right, love that place, you know, last year's, dude, last year at my local Woolworths during the pandemic, beef lost all value, it was like a dollar for for a packet of beef mints, they didn't know what was going on up there, okay, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be there for those good times where we're all having, you know, spaghetti bolognese four nights a week, because they're fucking... It's it's a dollar twenty for a steak up at the shops. I'm not going to be there for those good times. And then and then now that we we've got a bit of you know we got a bit of COVID in the area, I'm just going to go to the local Coles, am I? I'm just going to jump ship. I'm just going to freaking just do whatever suits me. No loyalty whatsoever. That's not the case, dude. It's ten peaches for me until Woolies opens back up. So that's where I'm at. Freaking out slightly, but not too much. And, you know, for my beautiful YouTube cult, I'm wearing a, a beautiful blue button-up today. So, you know, the beautiful little galaxies, my eyes, they're popping. And I've conditioned my hair. And, dude, dude, I tell you what, I sound like some chick whose boyfriend just left. thought I was doing better than this. But, but anyway, let's crack into this pod. Firstly, dude, I want to give a quick shout-out. Hmm. I don't like the tone of that. I want to mention this, okay? I don't want to give it a shout out. I want to mention it. So in Sydney right now, we're in like the most aggressive lockdown ever. Like, you know how like previous lockdowns, they're like, all right, guys, um, you know, stay home. But obviously, if you need to exercise, you know, essential travel, here are some mental health tips. This time, they're just like, stay the fuck inside. Get in there. Get the fuck back in there. Like, they're not even, they're saying, like, just don't leave ever. Not even, not even to go for walks. But you've got to go for a bloody walk, I'll tell you that. But now, uh, school has just gone back in Sydney. And, dude, these school teachers are having a fucking laugh, I'll tell you that. If anyone's winning right now, it's Sydney school teachers. And this could be a gravely ill-informed opinion, but this is what one chick at work told me, so fucking buckle up. But... So what I, my, my intel is that for primary school anyway, it's all just take-home assignments. So the parents have got to do all the, bloody, all the bloody teaching. And you just think, what is the teacher getting paid for? Just to sit at home and just be, be available? Is the teacher just available? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I think we can all agree that primary school 
doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> if you're in freaking year three and a worldwide pandemic strikes, just take the year off, dude. All right, you can work out what a fucking shape is next year. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you can get through 2021 without knowing what a fucking scalene triangle is, dude. Is that vital information? Is that something we need freaking mums who have already got full-time jobs? Do we need them juggling a full-time job and telling fucking what's-his-face what a freaking triangle is? Is that something we need to be putting onto people in the middle of a pandemic? I'm not so sure. But... I don't know. I just feel like school... I mean, if, if if you can do most of school in take-home assignments, I mean, how important is it? Let's be honest. All you need from school is you need to be able to read, write, and count and not be a serial killer. They're your four classes. Why don't we just have, like, freaking maths, English... I like maybe a life skills task, like how to pay your taxes and... um like what a credit score is, that'd be handy. So let's have like a common sense class would be good. I didn't know what a credit score was until I had already destroyed mine with various overseas holidays. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so you got maths, English, common sense, and then don't be a serial killer. Is that, I'm struggling to see what else we need. You know what I mean? Like ancient history is fun. I did ancient history, but it's not going to, it's not going to get you a job down at the Commonwealth Bank, is it? You know, what do you know about? Well, I know all about fucking Julius Caesar's reign at the top. And I intend to apply that knowledge to my new role here as an admin assistant at the ANZ Bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's good. You know, history is important. And religion. Did religion in high school. But it's kind of, you know, info for info's sake to a certain point. Do we really need some fucking, like, if a guy's sort of 15, 16, you can pretty much tell if that, where that guy's going. Most of them aren't going to freaking do a doctorate in ancient history. What some of them will do is maybe assault a police officer. So maybe we should talk about that in the fucking year nine classroom instead of what julius caesar got up to in the freaking 1400s why don't we talk about what jason behind me did on the weekend because it was pretty fucking weird dude okay but i don't know i don't know what's going on dude but i think yeah i mean primary school i mean these kids that are just taking school off when i was a kid if you got if you were able to fake being sick for one day that was sensational. Then, if you were able to fake being sick for a second day in advance, that was like, fuck it off. Like, this is crazy. This is like some Daniel Day-Lewis shit at this point. If you were able to get those two days off in a row and it was a Thursday, Friday, and you've just built yourself a little four-day weekend, if you just, you've just had a little spiritual queen's birthday to yourself, that is Oscar-worthy. These kids, with absolutely no effort, have just gone, fuck it, term three, see you later. Insane. Insane. What a world to live in. You know? When I was a kid, my brother and I had a PS2 and freaking the national park behind us and thousands of ticks. Imagine you got no school 
and you got like Netflix and an iPad and a freaking, I don't even know what PlayStation we're up to now, maybe seven. You got a PlayStation 7 and freaking HD pornography and no school. I mean, these kids are going nuts, okay? <laughs> They're going fucking nuts, dude. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I feel like, yeah, these poor parents who have to do this this uh, teaching. I mean, wow. But anyway, it's the pandemic. What have I been up to? What have I been up to? Well, in the pandemic, you have two options. You can either start exercising like some sort of a prisoner, just going absolutely nuts, lifting up fucking kettlebells in your backyard. Or you can go on a series of walks. And I've chosen the latter, okay? Unfortunately, my fledgling fledgling gym career didn't really take off. I was there for maybe two months twice a week, 35 minutes at a time. And, you know, I think I got to that point where just before you really start to see any progress and, uh, and then, yeah, haven't, haven't been back since. So obviously that was pandemic induced. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but anyway, so you got to go on these walks, dude, to sort of just get a bit of exercise in. If you're a freaking house cat like me working on the laptop, so me and Maca go for this walk on uh, on Saturday morning. We go to the we walk along the beach. You know this is just right up there. And uh, Mac has had an all time blunder here. This bloke, I tell you what. So we walk we walk from Queenscliff to Manly Beach. Okay. The weather is ominous, real ominous. Uh, we can either keep going to the next beach, or we can turn around. I said, Macca, what do you think? And I like to throw Macca in these situations where he's forced to make a decision because often Macca's at the back of the bus yahooing, you know, not making too many real-time decisions, but ready to shit on whoever does. So I said, Macca, what do you reckon, mate? And Macca also loves the rain radar. So he's the perfect bloke to ask. I go, Macca, is that rain going to hit us, mate? Or do we have time to get to the next beach and then all the way back? And he goes, rain, mate. And he gets out his fucking little nerd app. And, uh, and he goes, mate, look at this. He goes, it's all missing us, mate. It's all missing us. I go, perfect. So we get to the next beach and immediately starts pouring. And we have a 45 minute walk all the way back to our car in the pouring rain. Thank you, Michael McElroy. You continue to disappoint me at a rate that even I find to be unbelievable. But nevertheless, yeah, it was extremely humbling i got to say, the walking lifestyle, ladies, I'm on board. You go for a walk, you feel like you're doing nothing, but then you get to the end, you're like, well, fuck me, I've just done something. You know, it's like sneaky, almost. I feel like if you walk for like half an hour, it's like, what was the fucking point of that? But if you walk for like 40 minutes, you're like, yeah, that really got it. That was good exercise. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really know much about walking, but dude, I'm hoping if I do enough of it, I'll transform into a fucking hot chick. That seems to be what happens out there. My God. Some of these girls out here walking at the beach. It's like a freaking who's who of, uh, of very attractive women. I'll say that. Um, my God. But I tell you what, man, these girls walk around 
with a fucking with a latte and they're just absolutely sensational sensational sorts i feel like a guy go- if an average guy and an average girl went on a walk every day the girl would come out on top massively girls are built for walking i don't know what it is if you're a guy and you want to be at fucking 10 and you want to go on a walk every day and turn into fucking zach efron mate dead set go to your bedroom and have a 12-hour sleep mate because you are fucking dreaming dude all right get yourself a ham sandwich because you're out to lunch brother all right you want to get shredded just from going on walks every day if you want to become a 10 and you're a guy you better fucking strap in for a three-year weights program with a series of supplements some some of which are illegal okay that's what it takes to become a 10 as a guy as a girl, if you want to go on two walks a day, you will turn into a 10. And that is the closest thing we have to equality on this planet. Women, do you have the same rights as men across the board? Unfortunately not. Can you get pretty fucking hot by walking for three months? Look, you can. You can. And that's, uh, you know, that's God's way of just, you know, one back for the good guys, you know? Yes, you only got the vote in 1963, but... If you walk around the local oval four times a week, you will turn into a 10. So, something to think about. Something to think about. But yeah, I'm actually on board with walking, i got to say. It's pretty good. I went on two walks on Saturday. That's just unbelievable. Some people dip their toe in the world of walking. I'm just like, fuck it. Almost went on a third and then I thought, this is getting arrogant, dude. This is getting arrogant. But anyway, should be good and... Listen, couple of things. Firstly, we've got Pat Doherty on this episode. I forgot to mention it. Pat Doherty, uh, the snake, the enemy of the pod. You all know him. You all hate him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember how long it goes for. But yeah, there's a guest episode after this one. I forgot. And uh, and then also I've got bombshell news, dude. Bombshell news. Okay, so it is with a heavy heart that I announce that the lad pad is over. I cannot believe it, dude. I cannot believe it. Uh, The news came through on Monday. Tough day to hear it. I was absolutely Cody nowhere after the uh, the UFC on Sunday. I wasn't in the headspace to hear bad news. Mitch is moving out. After one of the the shortest days you'll come across, uh, Mitch is moving out in August at some point. And then we thought, fuck it, the dream is over. Okay? You know, it's hard to get a new person in and I honestly just can't be fucked to look for someone. And it's going to be such a hassle to move, but it's just like, I mean, if we don't move now, we never fucking will. Like, this place is just too comfortable, dude. (laughs) It is way too... I could live here forever. I could live at the lad pad forever. Like, yeah, so Mitch leaving, it was bad news, but then I thought, fuck it, this is good news. Okay, this is good news, this is good timing. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. We could easily find someone else and keep the dream alive, but it's just like we will never leave. If we don't leave now, I mean, me, Macronadzi will be here when we're like 53. And it will not be fun, dude. It'll be fucking weird. It'll be real weird. So, uh, yeah. 
we're moving out. We're moving out in August at some point. We've started looking for a place. Uh, you know, Manifest Destiny, we're looking for a fucking sick house near the beach. That's also very cheap. <laughs> so put that in, out into the universe. A cheap beach house, please, for three lads who are up to no good. And uh, if any real estate agents ask, Michael McElroy is the ringleader, okay? So, you know, I don't know, end of an era, end of an era. But, you know, Mitch, a short stay, but a good one. Six months in the winter, kept us going, you know. He taught us about foreign currency, eating healthy, and believing in yourself. And it's been a privilege to be his roommate. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of emotions right now. A lot of emotions. I did try to start a rebel, um, a rebel move out with just me and Adzi. I thought this is the perfect chance to give Macca the slip. Um, you know, this guy, I've spent every day with him for the last five years and it's fucking relentless, dude. It is absolutely relentless. So I said to, uh, I said to Adzi, let's fuck this guy off. He's annoying as shit and he thinks he's funny, but he's not as funny as he thinks he is. And then Adzi said, but he has the pool table. And I thought, fuck. That jammy bastard does have the pool table. God damn it. But yeah, ideally looking for a house so we can enjoy a similar lifestyle. Um, RA just the carry-on. You know, apartment blocks, I don't know if they're for us, to be honest. Uh, Adzi's scared of strangers and I have night terrors. So I don't 100% know if apartment living would agree with me. You know, I have lived in an apartment before in England um, but I'll put it out there. I was a much better bloke back then, a much better bloke. And I was living with someone else. So it was like, you know, I was like just being like a normal person. Whereas, uh, you know, when you're around, you're just your mates, like your mates, your mates, mates. And I did become best mates with the bloke I lived with in England. Actually, he was a fucking legend, but you know, you just sort of, you know, when you're away from home, you always want to leave a good impression. But when you're just around your fucking mates in your home, that's when the boys need to be a little... The boys are just being fucking weirdos in the privacy of their own home, you know? And I don't know if necessarily we are the right fit for a local apartment complex, you know? I don't know if we are. But either way, we've got... You know, I've got three and a half years of rental history now, which I didn't have before. And I'm hoping they don't call the uh, the landlord because they have tried to terminate our lease here uh, two or three times. And I've only been able to get out of it uh, through a series of lies. So I hope they don't actually call our, our agent or our landlord. I hope they just see that we never missed a week of rent, except for one time when I was blind and accidentally transferred it to my mum. But apart from that, fucking three and a half years of bulletproof rental history and a freaking good attitude. Manifest destiny. We're going to find a sick place. The lad pad is over. And... You know, touch wood, we find a place. But if we don't, we may end up staying. We have a... We're not getting kicked out of here. Officially, we're kicking ourselves out. But, I mean... It's kind of annoying as well, because we're not going to be able to have a big fucking... A big fuck-off end of an era lad pad bash, because, you know, a month from now, it's still going to be pretty covid around here, I reckon. Like, you know, hopefully we'll be... Uh, you know, back to normal somewhat, but I imagine by then it will, even then it will be like, you know, maximum 10 people over. And it's just tough for me because I have so many friends, you know. Someone like Macca, he hears these restrictions, maximum five friends. 
And he thinks, well, well, fuck me, I've got two to spare. Good to know I've got, I've got two reserve seats up my sleeve should I need them. But me, you know, I've got upwards of 12 friends. So, you know, these restrictions do take a toll on my ability to partay. They really do. But yeah, dude. Oh my God. A lot to take in. A lot to take in. Over the coming weeks, I might do some of my favorite memories of the lad pad. Um, you know, God. A lot to take in. A lot to take in, dude. Really, really great times here. I've absolutely loved it. If you're a 22-year-old coward, move the fuck out of your parents' place. I'll say that, dude. Okay? If you've done with uni or your apprenticeship, move the fuck out. So much better in every way. You'll have so much fun. Just get a freaking share house with the lads and just go nuts. Why the fuck not? What else are your 20s for? For the love of God, can anyone tell me? Sometimes I feel like we're the fucking only ones who got the memo. You know what I mean? You know when you're 23 and it's like you're just carrying on like a fucking idiot. And people are like, what are you doing, mate? And it's like, I don't know, being 23? What the fuck are you doing? You know? Oh, investment properties. Oh. Oh, okay. That is pretty smart. But still, dude, it's your 20s. 23 to 26, 22 onwards. You know, you've got a freaking window to go nuts. Put it this way. For anyone who's, who's 23, 22, and not sure if they should move out into a share house and just freaking let the dogs out, you know? Put it this way. When you're 35, none of your mates are going to want to move into a freaking a shit old house with you and just carry on. They've got stuff to do. Okay? When you're 37, none of the boys are going to want to freaking travel to the other side of Sydney and buy a pool table for $110. And put it in the room that you have specifically set aside for kick-ons. Okay? No one's going to want to do that. You know, this house... This house is like if a freaking... A 21-year-old bloke dead set des- designed his own dream house. We got fucking... We got paintings all over the walls of UFC fighters. And freaking Liam Gallagher. We got a room specifically for kick-ons. Uh, there's a freaking... There's a smoker's lounge. We got a pool table... We got an actual pool. I mean, God damn it. Our freaking next door neighbor is our drug dealer. What the fuck more would you want in a freaking, in a share house than this goddamn house right here, dude? I will get emotional. I will get emotional. But my God, the end of an era, my friend. The end of an era. And it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's absolutely heartbreaking. But I'll be going through some of the best times of the pad over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, and yeah, God damn it. God fucking damn it, dude. I tell you what. Maybe we should do like a lad pad special where it's me, Macker, and Adzi. That would be fucking sick, dude. That would be fucking sick. Okay, so let's get into some trend ends, some trend extends, trend amend, trend defend. You know, let's talk some trends. Uh, okay, so here's a big one trend extend. And you're going to think this is a mix-up, but Trend Extend. Trend Extend, dude, smoke bombing. I am in favor of smoke bombing, okay? Let's say you're on a night out. Gets to 11.30, one of the lads smoke bombs. Oh, yes, he's left the building, okay? As, you know, one of the lads is smoke bombed. He's left the building at 11.30. What you don't know is that mentally he left at 9.30. Okay, 
He's useless to us. All right? I don't want anyone out here who doesn't want to be here. Let's look at that. Look, look at the fucking dugout. Who are we going to replace him with? Look at the table. It's fucking blokes who want to be here. You know? People who are here for the right reasons, having a fucking crack. Are we going to uproot our whole night for Jimmy who gives a fuck? Who freaking didn't even want to come out in the first place? No, you got to come back. If you really think to yourself, and if you're being honest with the man in the mirror, was Jimmy offering much in the first place? You know? People don't just smoke bomb after freaking doing three tequila shots and, and licking some chick's face. Okay? They smoke bomb when they're not enjoying themselves. If, you, if, you, if someone's not having fun, you know, I don't want to fucking wear ankle weights all night. All right? If you need a smoke bomb, smoke bomb away. Disappear into thin air. I'll talk to you next week. It's completely fine. You know? Now, let's look at who we've got left. Let's form up the squad and let's move into the second half of this night. You know? Oh, I can't believe you smoke bombed. What, do you, what would you prefer they do? Stand there at the table having the worst night of their life? You know? <laughs> what? <do> you, <laughs> I can't believe you smoke bombed. You should have stayed out and been miserable all night. Jesus. It's called being a good friend. <laughs> dude, smoke bombing is right up there. Okay? But here's the thing, dude. Don't make me fucking look for you either. Because sometimes, you know, if, some, if someone's like a known smoke bomber and they smoke bomb, totally fine. You know, you know, ah, oh, that's fucking, that's Jamo. He always does this shit. But... If the boys don't know you smoke bombed and we're fucking looking for you because we're good friends and then uh, and then an hour later you're like, oh, I left. You know what I mean? If you if you want to smoke bomb, you got to live with it, dude. Okay? None of this, oh, sorry, I got kicked out. That's one of Macca's favorites. One of Macca's favorite lies. Oh, sorry, I got kicked out when he just went out, when he just left. You know? Oh, sorry, got kicked out. It's like, here's the thing, dude. If you smoke bomb, and I send you the text, where are you? You better fucking give me the business, okay? Sorry, dude. Uh, smoke bombed. Uh, wasn't feeling it or something like that. You know? Or just say, I left. I wanted to go home. You know what I mean? I am pro smoke bombing. But as long as you own up to it, and, uh, and, and there's honesty on both sides, okay? The problem with smoke bombing, what happens is, when the boys don't want to admit to themselves that this guy's smoke bombed, okay? When you won't admit to yourself that he's gone and you spend 45 minutes trying to call him, being like, where are you, mate? What's going on? Has there been a mix-up? You know in your heart there hasn't been a mix-up. You know in your heart he's in fucking Abdul's Honda Civic halfway home, okay? And he knows it too. So let's communicate, all right? Let's have an open conversation about what's happening right now. So I'm pro smoke bombing, but you've got to be willing to own it, all right? And sometimes stuff just goes wrong, you know? Sorry, mate, fucking ran into this guy who wants to beat the shit out of me, smoke bombed, you know? I don't know, what else happens? Freaking vomited, smoke bombed, freaking... I mean, there's not too many excuses, is there? Now that we're fucking going through it. So, but if you, if you do have a real reason to smoke bomb... Just do it. Because I also... Here's the thing, dude. I'm not... I'm pro-smoke bomb, but I tell you what, dude. I'm even more aggressively anti-goodbye. You know when you're at a table of like 20 people and there's eight, eight of them are acquaintances, 
you know, or let's say 15, bit more realistic, you know, you got like freaking half acquaintances, half good mates. And for whatever reason, you have to leave early. Okay. You might have something on, you might just want to leave. Maybe you're not having fun. Maybe you're too drunk. Maybe you're not drunk enough, whatever it is. Well, fucking, you better schedule the Uber for an hour from now because you got to do the fucking round the world goodbye, see you later. No, we will have to do that. Yeah, yeah, ha, 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 classic. Like, it's just, I fucking hate that. I hate saying, uh, you, you're talking, you're saying goodbye to these people. It's like, what's his name again? They don't even know who you are. Then then your, your actual mates are just giving you so much shit. Don't go, you're a piece of shit, you're a loser. You're fucking, you're nerd. We'll, we'll kill you if you leave, this sort of stuff. Harmless banter. So in these situations, I'm pro-smoke bomb for, so to skip the goodbye. You know, I, in that situation, I'd much rather just walk out the door and just say, sorry, I left. You know what I mean? Again, we come back to communication. But yeah, dude, trend extend smoke bombing. If you're going to smoke bomb, just fucking do it. And then just say, catch you later, bruh. You know? Honesty is the key. But anyway. So, up next. All right. Trend end, dude. Um, trend end. Firstly. Okay, we live in a world now where a lot of media just fucking is thrown at you. Okay? Like, you, you, ha- you end up consuming a lot of stuff that you haven't really set out to consume on social media. You know, with like TikTok and this sort of stuff, how like on the For You page, it just comes up. That's why TikTok is just horrific. I looked at some more TikTok comments on yesterday. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying what people are saying on there. Okay? It's bizarre. The weirdest thing on TikTok is stand-up comedy comments. Because I'll put a stand-up clip up and, you know, a lot a lot of people do like the clips. And I'm not like a controversial comedian. So I'm not like a victim or anything here. But like, the weirdest thing about the stand-up one... Okay, if I just put a video of me recording myself in my bedroom and I'm trying to do some joke or, you know, I thought of this the other day. What about this? This is funny. And everyone in the comments is like, this is the fucking shittest thing I've ever seen. Which has happened. <laughs> Okay, honestly, I kind of get that because I don't know. This is its own little thing, this video. I put it on TikTok. I haven't put it anywhere else. Maybe it, it honestly does fucking suck. Some stuff does suck, okay? But other stuff doesn't suck. And it's, what, one thing about stand-up that's so weird is like the stand-up clip I'll put on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube completely fine. Everyone is so nice to me on those platforms. Mostly. Great. Love it. Okay. Then you put it on TikTok. And also people are laughing in the clip. Like the, there's 150 people in the clip, the audience, when it was filmed, they're laughing. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, laughing. TikTok, kill yourself. And I was thinking about this. And the, the reason for this is because on TikTok, a bunch of people who are who don't like my comedy and never will, it's coming up on their For You page. So you're just getting absolutely trashed by people who were never going to like you anyway, who didn't like you before, they don't definitely don't like you now, and they never will. 
your comedy is just not for them, okay? Which I can totally wrap my head around. But it's because it's because it's getting shoved down their throats. And that's why I think a lot of hate online is just a genuine, um, just genuine like mix-ups, you know? A lot of it is just absolute fucking scum. But a lot of it is just mix-ups where people are like, people are being shown the wrong stuff and then they're blowing up going, this is so shit. It's like, it's it was never for you. It was never for you. Perfect example. The Re- reason I thought about this is I'm on Spotify the other day. I love Spotify. And it's always going, you know, what recommending me podcasts. And I love podcasts. And it came up with one. Demi Lovato has a podcast now. And it's all about um, the spectrum of gender. Okay? So I see this and I start reading some of the show descriptions and stuff and what she's talking about. It's all pretty bloody pretty bloody out there. And uh and and I thought, oh fuck. And I started in my mind going like, oh fuck, here we go. As if Demi Lovato needed a podcast, you know? I thought, fuck me. If there's anything Demi Lovato needed, it was another platform. You know? And then I thought, oh fuck, that's just what we need. A multi millionaire discussing gender issues. It's just like and then and then I just thought <laughs> it's a freaking, I was going to say a female pop singer, but you know, a, a non-binary pop singer, whatever she identifies as now, talking about the spectrum of gender. It's not for me. <laughs> like it's, I'm not the target audience. I'm not like, I'm not, it's not for me. Like <laughs> I started being like, this is shit, but it's not shit. It's probably fucking great, but it's just not for me. And no matter how good that podcast is, no matter how good Demi Lovato is on that podcast, I'm just, it's never going to be for me. It's not, I am not the target demographic. Okay. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, you know, Spotify went, maybe you might like this. Sorry, Spotify, huge swing and a miss. But that doesn't mean I have to fucking message Demi Lovato being like, you should fucking never leave your house, you dumb bitch. Like, you know what I mean? It's not for me. It's not Demi Lovato's fault that Billy Darcy isn't in the market for a gender podcast. You know what I mean? (laughs) A lot of this stuff is just fucking the wrong people watching the wrong stuff. And I think a lot of, um, that's all fucking, you know, show business is now, you know, unless you're on one of the only, unless you're one of the fucking three international celebrities who gets to appear on our television shows. You know, actual show business now is just finding people who like you because they do exist. You just need to fucking find them. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Bill Burr had that great thing. He said, he goes, uh, he go, what do you say? He said, I only need 2000 people in every city to like me. That's it. In the cities with millions of people. Think about Sydney has 5 million people. If what yeah if 10,000 of them were huge billy darcy fans that would be insane that would be crazy you know what i mean you'd be playing the Enmore theater it'd be fucking sick so that's all you need so i just think a lot of hate online is just like just just a mix up the wrong people getting the wrong media in their algorithms or whatever or or whatever you know i saw this one chick commented on my thing she had like short purple hair and like a fucking face tattoo and it was 
like, I don't know, she just looked like a freaking, not a typical Billy D fan, I'll put it that way. And she was like, this is fucking the most unfunny thing I've ever, I've ever seen. And I thought, is it, <laughs> is it really that bad? I'm, I'm, cause I like with some of the stand up stuff, I performed the jokes. I said them and everyone laughed in the room. And then you get these messages like, you are the unfunniest person on the planet. And you just think, <laughs> I mean, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. But is that really true? I don't think it is. And then I was, I was fucking in my mind about this Demi Lovato thing. I thought, oh, this is so crap, this podcast. And I thought, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. So trend end, dude. Stop hating on stuff that's just not for you. And to be fair, I didn't, yeah, I didn't then comment on Demi Lovato's podcast being like, you're, you're a piece of shit, obviously. Those people, people who comment and like DM people hurtful stuff, you're just a fucking, you're just a nothing. <laughs> like, and it's just whatever, dude. But, but anyway, yeah, I think a lot of hate online is just, yeah, mix-ups. A lot of mix-ups. So, so yeah, that's that. That is that. Anyway, I don't really know how long this one went for, but uh, that is the podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed that end bit. Kind of serious, I guess. Not really. Anyway, we got Pat Doherty up now. It's a guest episode. My friend Annika said she listened to the pod last week and she said she didn't listen to the Rowan bit because she like didn't want to listen to just Rowan talk for an hour. But just to clarify, I am also in the guest episodes, okay? <laughs> if that was not already clear, I am in the guest episodes. I do also feature. So, you know, it's a, it's a two-man show. I'm the host. They're the guest. So never fear. Give it a listen. This one's pretty silly, but I don't know. You might like it. Um, and yeah, dude, thank you for listening. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. All right, legends. My guest today needs no introduction if you listen to this specific podcast. Outside of this podcast, any new listeners, this man will be a complete unknown. Okay, and that is a subtle jab at his comedy career and its trajectory. But the guest, uh, he is well known to this podcast. He's actually the enemy of the podcast. He's a snake dipped in oil and the slipperiest customer I've ever come across. It is Pat Doherty. Pat, welcome. Thank you very much, Billy. Um, I want to start with a couple of rebuttals, if that's a possibility, from that, from what you've just said there. You already want to rebuttal a 40-second intro. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was barbed. It was barbed. And it was, it was attacking. I think that's fair. Okay, so what I want to say is this. Not only am I not a snake, I'm, I'm much more similar to potentially a panther. I would say maybe a panther or a lion. And a lot of your fans would know that having seen me open for you at your Sydney Comedy Festival show. You're, you're panther-like. I'm much more like a panther. I'm more agile. You know, I'm a, we, we just looked at the video of your um, Sydney Comedy Festival show. Did we not? Yep. A great is, show. Is that confirmed? Pat, Pat opened for it. We just watched the footage. We did. And Some of yours, well, it's not usable. It's very usable on two different things because I'm going to use it as a clip, a couple of clips. You know, that's how you do it in comedy now. You got to clip it up. So yeah, I'm going to use it for clips because traditionally with the clips, yeah, you want to get something that's really like maybe a minute, two minutes, and it's like it's good. Mm -hmm. 
And, so, and, and that's so why for you, you, with your show of an hour of absolute garbage, I don't know what you're going to do with it. And I love that you tried and you got it filmed and it looks really good. But my stuff up the start, dude, I'm going to clip that up. I'm going to get a lot of traction with that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because you heard it. and you. And, but anyway, I'm going to use that for two things. I'm going to use that to um, pr- progress my already accelerating comedy career. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's an agreement that my comedy career is accelerating. And then secondly, I'm going to maybe use it for modeling photos. Because what did you say when you saw the clip, Bill? You said two things and be honest. I said, I can just delete this if you like. <laughs> no, you didn't do what you really said. You said, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. And that's what you said. And I know that you were referring to my bicep because I had my arm behind my back like that. Yeah, it was a defensive pose. The, no, no, no. the crowd had you on the back foot. That- they weren't. Why? Why were they so aggressive, dude? I tell you what. I I might um. I'll edit in you coming onto stage. Pat opened for my second Sydney Comedy Festival show. I did a Wednesday and a Friday. Pat did the Friday, and that was by design because I knew the Friday was going to be a little bit aggressive, a little bit off tilt, perhaps just um regarding the aggression of the crowd mm-hmm. and the amount of schooners consumed in that room because mm-hmm. it was late as well. It wasn't that late. It was about 8 o'clock. Was it 8 o'clock? It was an 8 o'clock. It was prime time. That is prime time. But I'm, Friday, 8 o'clock, a lot of drinks have been drunk. A lot of point. drinks. And so in this situation where you know the crowd's going to be just off tilt, um, you know, the opener, sometimes you might just throw out sort of a lamb to the slaughter. Just someone to sort of buffer seven minutes. But you threw out the panther. I, I threw out I threw out the snake himself. You slithered onto stage and you were attacked left and right. I had that right arm, that right hook arm, just behind me, because I because how did I come over onto stage? What were people doing? They were they were hooping and hollering, but they were they were hissing. They were hissing. They were hissing at you because you're a goddamn snake. <laughs> How are you? You good? What's going on? How are we doing, everybody? You all right? Yeah. Lovely to see you, man. I like the energy in the room. This is very cool, dude. Billy's audience, dude, you're not attractive or smart, but you're here. So good on you. It's lovely to see you. And the other thing that they did, which I think is actually pretty funny, and it happened last night at our Newcastle gig, is there's this new action. And obviously, you won't be able to see this because it's an audio sort of situation we're doing right now. But people hold up both their hands, index finger, middle finger, like little fangs. Like that? Yeah, referring to your cobra-ness. I think that's a, I think that's a little nod to my pantherness because of the fangs like that. That's what I think anyway. And they were doing that and they were hissing. So, so you're a panther. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to that time you did blackface in 2012? Look, that was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different time. It was an homage to Barack Obama. That's what it was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, denigrating. It was celebrating. I was celebrating him. He was in his traditional African garb. Oh my god! <laughs> what was the theme of the party? The theme of the party was medieval. And you just went as you were so keen to do blackface. You went as Barack Obama to a medieval party. 
That is unbelievable, mate. Wait, did <laughs> anyone at the party pull you up on that? Uh, it wasn't even a dress-up party. That was the problem. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It was a work function. Wow. It was a work function. End yeah. of financial year. End of financial year. No I, theme. No theme whatsoever. Pat's here as Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what can only be described as pretty aggressive blackface. Yeah, I got kicked out and I said, Wakanda forever as I left. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I know. looking back, it was a bad move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a different person now, man. I'm a different person. You're a different person, I'm a yeah. different person. But that blackface thing, it was ill-advised. It was definitely. It was ill-advised. It was ill-advised, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But <laughs> Imagine if someone came out after a huge scandal, like Justin Trudeau, who got uh, the Canadian Prime Minister. He got done like five times. They, they kept, it kept, like, they were like, sorry, Justin, we feel like we're pestering you at this point, but we just found that other time you did blackface. And, he, and he's like, which one? Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, dude, the 90s were wild. It was I mean, crazy. I had 21st, 30th, some going to Serena Williams one week. I can't wait till the the, um, the yellow face stuff of his really comes out. Because oh, he had yeah. an Asian series that was, you know, aesthetically unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he did, he did Chengis Khan. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I've seen the photos. Jesus, dude. Yeah, but he's a man of the people. And, and Canada is a multinational. It's a very multi. What's that word? Multi uh, cultural? cultural place, you know? I can't believe I forgot that word, but there you go. Yeah, so there's a little window into into Pat's white world. Doesn't yeah. even know the word culture. I gotta say, dude, I don't know what about six minutes in. I personally am not impressed with what you've brought to the podcast. Excuse me? Number one, you've attacked me in the introduction. I've, I've done a phenomenal rebuttal. That was a subtle jab from me. Yeah, because you've got really big sort of sometimes the way, especially where you're sitting again, that people can't see this right now. You've got your legs crossed. You're wearing a scarf. <laughs> you know. And the got, scarf's blowing behind me, even though we're inside. Yeah, the scarf's blowing. you got your glasses dude, on the I top of your head. Dude, I got such presence. I come with a fucking westerly wind, dude. Dude, you're wearing fucking those Boston Birkenstocks, not even the real ones, but the one that the people in the cafes wear, you know, that covers all the toes. You look very pretentious right now. That's all I'm saying. And you've got sort of like, uh, you've got this energy right now. And this is and the introduction really showed that. It's a bit of a like, um, fuck, what's, I get, I'm losing the words here. It's like a... Uh, it's like when you attack somebody, but you do it in a really roundabout way. What's that called? Like a backhanded compliment? No, because that would, your introduction wasn't a backhanded compliment. It's more like it's a really... Fuck. Let's circle back on this. Okay, we'll fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out you can bomb on a podcast, hey? <laughs> well, dude, you've done dude. 160 episodes No of crowd, it. no worries for Pat Doherty. He's, <laughs> he's getting his silence wherever he can find it. That's exciting for you, dude. Good consistency. Dude, this but is... A, I, no, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm, I'm sitting very arrogantly right you're now. You're sitting very arrogantly. You know how some... some I would say I try not to skewer any one gender on this podcast, but yeah. women, some some of them have resting bitch face. You have resting bitch face. I don't. I have resting king's pose. No, you don't. Where I, I'll just be sitting here and people uh-huh. are like... What is resting king's pose? Well, it's where like I'll just be sitting and I don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. And people are like... Why is that guy sitting like he's on a throne overlooking his own kingdom? Yeah, people get out coins from their pocket and they're just like, oh, and they flip it over to the head yeah. side and they're like, oh, that's Billy. 100%, that, yeah. yeah. I've got resting king's pose. Yeah, I thought it was Queen Elizabeth. No, it's Billy Darcy. That's yeah, what it is. Same haircut. It's same haircut. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is, dude. You don't have resting king's pose, dude. I have resting king's pose. You have you have sort of like lazy librarian, li- librarian Lib- energy. Sorry. Words aren't working for me today, dude, and they are necessary I'm for a podcast. I'm glad I bought this new microphone and Zoom recorder so everyone could crisply hear Pat Doherty say librarian. Librarian. Dude, it's because I speak a lot of different languages. Okay. And I get the things I'm confused. glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. So librarian. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't care what culture or language you're referring to. That's definitely not a word. It is, dude. It's a mixture and, of French and English. And so you don't know the word culture, 
You don't know how to say librarian. Didn't you go to one of the most prestigious Sydney private schools around? Wasn't it maybe like a couple hundred K for your education for Listen. you to come out and say librarian? Two words for you. Your dad, does he look Sports you in the eye? scholarship. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's what it was. Because I'm wearing a singlet right now and you can tell that I'm an athlete, dude. Look at these biceps. Huge, very panther-like. So just, just clarify, you're admitting you're a fucking idiot and that it was a sports scholarship that sent you through that school. I think you went to Newington, didn't you? Uh, I'm Newington alumni. Yeah. Newington alum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's that reunion when all the other CEOs and fucking head of HR, they're all on 300k and you rock up in your wife beater and you're like, hey, boys, just came from an open mic. Well, What's happening? Well, I don't go to the reunion. I work for them. I, I see them every day. Yeah, I suppose you're probably the guy freaking walking around with the little sausage rolls. Hi, Dennis. Oh, you need more sauce? Dennis right is on a good it. guy. Dennis is a really good guy. He treats me very fairly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he treats me really fairly, dude. But I'm a sportsman. That's what I bring to the table. I might not be the smartest guy, you know, but I'm a sportsman. What do you bring to the table, Billy? Because uh, literally- it's not, it's not, not humour. It's not humor. It's not humor. It's not looks. You're not the brightest light bulb either, my friend. So what are you bringing to the table? I bring order. You bring order. For example, when you opened for me at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Mm. And I, I, I also, I had options that night. I could have done other stuff. I just want everyone to know. Okay. Did you go first or second? Who went second that night? Okay. Billy, this is how an opener works. It goes at the start of the show. And do they usually have the best comedian open or do they usually have the best comedian do... Do they usually have the best comedian do the opening six minutes or do they have the best comedian do the remaining 54? And that's just a question. That is, There's no agenda behind that I understand question. that that's a question. I do know that that's definitely a question. And the thing is that it's very... Look, you might be right. It's very openly known. Hey, dude, calm down. No, no I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got your hands up. Yeah. I've You're got talking my, fast. I'm, I'm slowing down because you got my blood... You got the Panthers blood pumping. Okay. Okay. You got the Panthers blood pumping and I'm going to slow down. Okay. But what happened... Pretty sure if you refer to yourself as the Panther in third person, well, that's a hate crime. <laughs> oh, no. We got a hate crime on the pod. 140 episodes without a hate crime. Old fucking Big Nuts Doherty is just dropping Big them Nuts left Doherty, and right. Big Nuts Doherty, I like that. Yeah. Big Nuts Doherty, dude. But also, to think that you haven't committed a hate crime on your podcast yet is ludicrous. Uh, dude, I mean, it's dude. They listen to your podcast at the start of every um, uh, rally, like race rally. I swear to God, they do. I've seen. Wait, it. hang on. Which side of the race rally, though? Guess the Black Lives Matter. Do you think they're playing the Billy Darcy Get Around Me podcast at a Black Lives Matter rally? Just something to rev the boys up. Is that what it is? What do you think? What do you think? Dude, let's listen to Billy talk step. about equality. <laughs> dude, I famously stay away from the issues on this pod because I know for a fact I'm the sort of guy who would like. You are, I am John Cena. I am, Oh, no, okay. I can't refer to myself as the Panther, but you can, you can refer to yourself no, as John Cena. No, I'm John Cena in that I would totally... You know how he got done by China? Yeah. I'm so the guy who would be like... I'd just walk out at like a Chinese benefit and be like, all right, so I was, uh, I've been traveling a bit, went to that country, Taiwan, the other day, and I'm just getting egged and I don't even know why. Yeah, right. right. So Because you, you don't open the news ever. No, I'm not a news reader. You're not a news reader. The news scares me and makes me sad. <laughs> Because, cause dude, I dip my toe in the water of the news for this podcast. Yeah. You know, some weeks, believe it or not, I look mm. at the run sheet. But does somebody read it to you or what? <laughs> I have a program. <laughs> I have that robot in the computer. Yeah. I know Mac is out there just reading you the news going, do you want to do the Sydney Morning Herald? And you're going, what about Spot the Dog? Let's just let's, let's, let's Spot the Dog again. Mac is spoon feeding you a little bit of baby food. <laughs> I got mushed up peas on my cheek. 
But dude, you go into the news yeah. and either like someone's dead, usually a child, mm-hmm. something's happening with the royals, mm. uh, or um, something's happening with like a married at first sight star who's dead or has or is fucked a, a royal <laughs> and is also a child. <laughs> and I just look at it and just think, or, or it's Delta mutant South African strain of COVID is going to freaking finger your niece. Like, mm. you know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's just the weirdest shit out there. Yeah. And it's terrifying and I don't like it. So you're not going to... But what about the sports stuff? Where do you get your sports? Because you're, you're famously into sports. That's how, that's how we met. You followed my sporting career for a do long time. You know time. what, dude? I love sports. Obviously, you went to that sports scholarship. Wasn't that for rowing? And rugby. And rugby. Yeah. It wasn't for rugby. Dude, look at me. Okay. So I know for a fact it was for rowing. And I'm... Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty strict on this stance um, and on this podcast that if, you, if it doesn't have a ball, it's not a sport. Uh, okay. It was an athletic scholarship. Does that sound better? There was no scholarship. I just went. But I'd like to say that I went for a Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you went and your dad your dad paid for it. That's it correct. Very expensive. Yeah, very successful. And then successful. for you to come out at the end of it, probably... I'm, I'm going to ballpark it at around 200K for your education. And for you to then come out and say probably. the word library. Library. Yeah, because... Did, did, How do did, you think he feels? I just want you to put yourself... In his shoes, two hundred k. At the end of that, yep. You say library. Mm-hmm. He's probably more disappointed that I'm sitting in your house doing your podcast. To be honest, I mean, there's not a lot of wins happening around here. <laughs> Look, you surround yourself with success, and you get the results. I'm yet to do either. I tell you what. <laughs> You're in trouble for sure, but look, the Panther is fine. You got the Panther <laughs> sitting again, sitting across the room from John Cena himself, Wait, and I feel like we're doing all right. Oh, dude, podcast idea, yeah, the Panther and John Cena. Oh, come on, dude, that's our spin-off podcast for oh, sure. Wow. Panther and John Cena. <laughs> Panther and John Cena. You got a TikTok? Oh, I got a TikTok, dude. I'm almost at 300 followers, man. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think maybe you're struggling to? find an audience on TikTok because I mean it is a bit of a younger crowd on there and obviously you're you're a bit older. I think I'm in my prime. Is, is that what you mean? What are you getting? 37? I'm not fucking 37, dude. I'm not 37. That's so rude that you fucking said that, okay? I'm not 37. I'm twenty one. I'm twenty one. I'm twenty one. Okay. How dude, old are you actually? You're like Mercurial. No, like I'm twenty three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? You're older than me. You're twenty eight. How old are you again? I'm twenty six. Yeah, I'm twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but I was sort of doing like a humorous sort of thing and you just went directly for reality. But that's fine. I mean, humor does uh, it. For me, your reality is the funniest thing. Uh, is that right, dude? We've got a freaking 28-year-old posting TikToks to no one. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. You should give up. <laughs> Do you ever think about giving up? Uh, <laughs> you fucking... I got to say, dude, I think I'm going to be your opener forever. That's what. I, that's that's my, that's my well, comedy there's goal. There's a nice hierarchy because... Um, you open for me. Yeah. I open for Luke Kidgel. Mm-hmm. Luke Kidgel opens for Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Frenchie opens for Jim Jeffries. Yep. Eventually, Jim Jeffries will be cancelled. Yep. And then, uh, and then Frenchie will be. And then we're all at Woolies stacking shelves, dude. Yeah, beautiful, The dude. four of us in the fresh fruit section. That's what I need I need more do. papaya. <laughs> it's an exotic fruit we got on special this week. Dude, if if we start working at Woolies, the, the, that's when my dream comes comes true because then that's when the hierarchy flips. I'm running the fucking French's Forest Wolves, Woolworths or whatever, and you're just the trolley boy, dude, 100%. You think, so you think we go to Woolies, there's a flip there? There's a flip there, big time. What do you bring to Woolies that I don't? Hi, I can get the top shelves. Okay, I'm 6'2". Yeah, that's, I don't think, it's, uh, dude, there is no way 
and everybody listening who has met Billy after a show or whatever that's knows pretty that- much everyone I'm, pr- I'm very keen to hang after my shows yeah you are you, you- I'm, I'm the opposite of a rock star I'm pestering crowd members you remember for in- a beer you did that in Queensland anyway but let me finish my point here because you just fucking interrupted me okay on my own you know the special podcast is that you are definitely under six foot okay you were definitely under six foot. On my worst day, mm-hmm. I'm saying when maybe barefoot and my hair's not as voluminous. Don't as talk it could about be. your feet, dude, because you got the flattest feet. Oh, no. It's really, really sickening, dude. I don't want to talk. You about You need this. arch support, and I've told you that for years. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this, dude. I have the, the flattest feet in Australian comedy. It's the, true. The way your knees track just directly into each other, you look like Forrest Gump. I need to get you those things that he wore just to sort of straighten everything out, dude. I need arch support. More than anyone needs anything in the world. I got the flattest feet, dude. You got really... And anyway, so... It's embarrassing. But listen, so on your worst day, when your flat feet are fucking bare... You got bare flat feet on the ground. Yep, and my hair's not as voluminous as it could be. Mm-hmm. Which I'm is a wig. I'm talking maybe haven't conditioned in about two days. Billy also wears a wig. Oh, that's not true. Uh, I got some of the thickest locks this side of town. Mm. And uh, at my absolute worst day, I'm like six, one and a half. I'm I'm a, I'm a legitimate six two. There's no if anything, way. I'm a, I'm a gentleman six three. Dude, when you wake up, when you wake up at your tallest, you know what I mean. You've been horizontal. You haven't had gravity pushing you down on your shoulders all day. You wake up five ten. I reckon five ten. You're yeah. the shortest in this household. Maka towers over you, and Adzi, he, he does not. Adzi's the tallest. Adzi's not the tallest. A hundred, hundred percent. Also, and also um, with the sleeping thing, yeah. I actually wake up even taller than six two because I sleep upside down like a bat. Oh, do you really? Because you Stretching are a bat, out. you little blood-sucking bat. That's what you are, dude. <laughs> well, you're a goddamn snake, dude. Okay, okay now we've come now, back is this to true? square one, man. While we're on this topic... Yeah, hit me. Give me... Is this true? Yeah. Because this was something I heard. Okay. Where did you hear it from? Just around town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the grapevine. Grapevine, etc. Is it true that you tried to have an orphan adopted another orphan and you said, you said basically, if we get the two of you together... Mm you can kind of parent each other. Mm. Is that what you said to the orphans? I think that's been misconstrued a little bit. But there was an incident with the orphans. Well, the thing, the thing, I'll, I'll say this old saying, two wrongs don't make a right. And two orphans don't two- make a parent. <laughs> <laughs> now, orphans, you can look at them however you want, but most people look at them as a wrong. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. No, but I'm just saying, if you put them together, what are they now? They're brothers. They're brothers. Or brothers or sisters. You know, yep. they're they're a family. Yep. Are they orphans now? Technically, yes. But spiritually, they have each other. They have each other. They have wow. each other. You are a true, a true snake oil salesman. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Because I've paired up a lot of orphans with a lot of a lot of other orphans uh, lately. A lot of happy families now, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, dude, how come every time I see you, you run up to me like a, like a dog who hasn't seen his owner in a while? Dude, I don't, I don't... You're all like giddy and you start running around me in circles. No, dude, you're confusing me for my dog, Lily. But look, I run up to you because I'm, I'm worried that you're... Because you look so sickly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. No, 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 I'm just worried because I run up to you and you're getting that giddiness mixed up for sort of real genuine concern. Why do you always give me a muddy tennis ball? That's... Dude, because... <laughs> That's that's a cultural gift. <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, from your from your dog culture. No, dude, because you're I, my you're my pet. No, 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 dude. I just carry it in my mouth for no. I just do that. I just do that, and I roll around. And yeah, I ask for a couple of belly rubs, but whatever, dude. We're friends. <laughs> like, why can't I ask you for a belly rub? Yeah, let's party. I mean, dude, I'm on board. Dude, no one scratches behind my ear like you did. 
Oh, dude. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just trying to get you revved up. I think I think maybe if I if I rub your ear the right way, you might do a decent set for once. Jesus Christ, I dude. Think- I crushed opening for you. A lot of people came up to me after the gig and they said, Yeah, they you got you got the order wrong. They said that. They, they said that. I don't know. I don't know these people. They're lovely people. I really, really like them, you know? Yeah. But they they came up to me and they said, I think they got the order wrong there, dude. Wow. You should have been doing the show. You should have been doing obnoxiously arrogant or whatever it's called, whatever your show was called. Do you know what? I wasn't receiving those comments. Oh, really? Yeah. What comments were you getting? About the order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the order. I don't know. I don't know if this has anything to do with the order. This is what they were saying to me. Yeah, yeah. And you tell me if this is order related. Okay, I want to hear. They said, hey, Billy. Yeah. So this is after the show. This is after the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were coming up to you saying they got the order wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of inferring that. I should be opening for you. Yeah, I can feel the slam coming on, but come on. So I was getting some comments. Yes, I'm about to get slammed. But I just don't know if they're order related. Right, okay. So So people would come up to me and they would say, hey, Billy, Mm -hmm. could we get a photo? Oh. So. I did see that. I did see that. Everyone just wanted photos with me. No, no, no. This is how I have it. Is that order related? You were really drunk, dude, that night. I remember. And your memory isn't perfect. No, after the show, I was cruisy. Really? Because I only had one beer at the show. And then afterwards... I was getting hammered afterwards. But, yeah, maybe you're on. You got to get. It, you got to get into your work. Yeah, that's true. That's what. What do you always say? Missions before t- treats. Missions before treats, dude. That's a good one. But and cleaning up your mess when you open for me is a fucking mission. Is dude. that what it is, dude? Yeah, dude. I took a broom to the stage after you were on there, dude. There wasn't a stage on on the stage when I fucking finished because it there all fucking a, there, there wasn't was, a. <laughs> fuck you, man. You are. <laughs> This was a mistake having you on. You've said library. You said there wasn't a stage on the stage. There wasn't a stage There's on been the stage. S- several racial remarks that I personally didn't find to be in good taste. Look, I just I get very excited in that regard when I'm hanging around you, dude. You got that kind of energy, and it really brings it out of me. Okay. No, but I got to say thank you for that that show. That was that was a great experience, you know. And and how many people came? One hundred and fifty, one hundred twenty. Yeah, 150. 150. Um, a, a brand new 150 fans for me that night. And look, I, I welcome you all into the fold. I welcome you all into the fold. Thank you so much. And and get on board because this rocket is fucking launching, dude. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The Panther is launching. <laughs> We're going to leave this John Cena in the dust, dude. We're going straight I to mean, the top. I hope so, dude. I hope so. He's gonna all he's gonna have left is all the tennis balls I brought him. Oh yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like you didn't remember what we were just talking about. Uh, I know. <laughs> but uh but mate, anyway, enough with the uh the banter. Mm. What have you been up to, dude? You've been in Hobart. I've been in Hobart. I've never been to Tasmania. Uh, this is my, this is actually my, this was my second time in Tasmania. I went one time as a, as a youth. Um, but then. Was that during your rich childhood? Oh, uh, I went down there for rowing, funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> for, for nationals. We yeah. got a private school boy playing yeah, pretend dude. here, folks. I went down to fucking Tasmania in my blazer and my high socks, dude. So what'd you do in Hobart? Hobart was, man, I went down to Hobart for Dark Mofo, which is. I was going to say. Have I you ever heard that- of it? I thought it was a music festival, mm. but it's not. No, it's a cultural sort Dude, of festival. Dude, it's a cool name. It's a very cool name. Dark Mofo. Dark- Is that another one of the uh, fancy dress you wore during the early 2000s? Dark, Dark Mofo. <laughs> there was a series. <laughs> yeah. It was part of the series. Another end of financial year party. 
<laughs> so what goes on down no. there, dude? Bunch, so, of, bunch of freaks in a paddock. Is that what it is? That's what I was hoping for, to be yeah. honest. But it's, it was very... Because they, they advertised it as like this borderline sort of like um, dark, mysterious festival kind of thing, right? And it's hosted by Mona, which is a big uh, art, oh, art yeah, gallery yeah. down there, right? Um, the owner of who is actually a very interesting guy. I'll talk about him in a second. But... Uh, and so you think you're going to go down there and have this wild time, but you get down there and it's just sort of like this really family-friendly affair. So it's an arts festival. Basically, yeah. Arts, food, wine, all that kind of stuff. But it's super pretentious. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Super pretentious, dude. So when did Hobart get this fucking art vibe? Is it because of Mona? Definitely. But- dude, the, this is, it's this one guy, the owner of Mona. So he started the whole thing. Yeah, he changed because everyone's forever. been going to Mona. Is it a what's so good about it? Um, it's like the best art gallery in all of Australia. But, but, but it's it's because the guy he had an art gallery at that spot a couple like for years and years and years, and then he is like some mathematic nerd, super genius, and he created this thing that you, you and I use now. All the all the sports bet gambling stuff, uh, he created the algorithms for it. Oh. And he sold it to all of these um, betting agencies, made like $200 million, whatever, renovated his art gallery for $75 million, made this fucking crazy place, and then started doing all this art stuff. So people came down for that. Dude, I fucking love that. Dude, really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I saw him actually at Mona when I was there. What and does he look like? I'm picturing like a guy that like a leather jacket, cool hair. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want, dude. Leather jacket. And you look over, he's just having sex in public. A hundred percent, dude. You're like, like letting off fireworks? He's letting off fireworks, having sex. Yeah, exactly. Just in the middle of the festival. Exactly. Wild animals are coming up to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's feeding a wild possum in one hand. And on the other hand, what's he doing? Having a bit of sexual intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) So is he like a 90-year-old man and I've just completely missed the boat on this? Completely missed it, dude. I saw him at like the the bar at the end of the... um, the, uh, the, you walk through the art gallery and at the end there's a bar and uh, I saw him in there he's standing by himself in his own fuck art gallery yeah. no fuck yeah it wasn't cool dude oh no no he's wearing a tie-dye hoodie that's okay that's pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool then he's wearing shorts it's minus two degrees outside oh fuck yeah dude. no this is not cool dude I don't know why you think this, this is, is cool. so cool and then he's got those hiking like uh, hiking uh, sandals on okay yeah. Birkenstocks no no the Velcro ones Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Lost me at the ankles. Yeah, exactly. Big, thick glasses, and then yeah. sort of a mess of uh, grey hair. Oh, I love that. I didn't think that you'd get on board with that image at all. I don't know. I love old guys who have like um, silver, like just messy silver hair. I want to have the exact same hair I have now when I'm like seventy-five. I don't think have I ever met your old man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what his hair situation is, but I can't imagine. There's you're gonna... n- not any left, basically. Yeah, I don't. I, dude, you don't look like somebody that's going to have hair when you're old. <laughs> Well, they reckon it comes from your mum's dad. So like... Jenny, right? Yeah. How's the locks on Jen? Uh, well, her dad, great hair. Oh. Um, so that's that gives me hope. That's that Italian heritage, right? No, I don't have any Italian heritage. <laughs> what is your heritage? I'm going to guess. Okay. It's, um, it's sort of a mixture between uh, Irish yep. and just a super, super, super clean white A4 piece of paper. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, you're not far off. It's Irish slash Norwegian. <laughs> 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 
promise. I'm, I can't believe it, dude. I'm a fucking. You could print on me. I'm that white. Oh no, we have to get the quarterly reports out, and we're out of paper. Hey, Bill, do you mind jumping in the printer real quick? Do you mind if we print off seventy-five pages of financial statistics using your skin? You white fucking piece of shit. Yeah, dude, I don't have too much... uh, What's that word you were struggling to find? Culture? (laughs) I found the word culture, dude. You're you're as white as a librarian or whatever the fuck. A librarian, yeah, dude. I belong in a fucking library. No sun in there. A hundred percent, dude. I'll tell you what, though. Here's the key. What? I've accepted it. How white you are? Yeah, because you know, when you're a kid... Oh, you relish it, dude. You, you, You live in the white. Oh, dude. Well, it's just... It's obviously, you know, fantastic hair, fantastic, beautiful Irish skin. It's true. Girls look in my eyes. They say there's like a, two little galaxies. Two little galaxies. Two little galaxies. Two little solar that's, systems. Yeah. That's yeah, what on, on either side of the bridge of the nose, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So, you know, obviously not too much to be stressed about. But mm-hmm. when you're a kid, I remember you go to the beach and... I, it's funny. Can I just quickly interrupt you there? I just wanted to say one thing. It's funny that you think that girls say that to you, dude. When, because I've been... How many times have we been to the pub together, do you think? We've I think we're just p- going to get back to my story. Okay, because I just want to hijack it for just one more second. When The amount of times we've been to the pub together and I've seen your interactions with the, the better sex. and the better sex. And, and, Why is it when you put women on a pedestal, it still sounds creepy? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Don't try and interrupt my interruption. You said better sex, but you were like drooling when you said it. Dude, like, I just got a, uh, I got a, I've got a, uh, a better I've, sex. My lower lip goes numb sometimes yeah, and I just dude. start drooling. I can't help it. You're a fucking predator, But bro. dude, you think that they say your eyes look like solar systems. That's what you said. I said right? galaxies. You said galaxies. That was a better choice of word as well. But what I've heard is that you sit, and I've seen, you sit down at their table. You sit down at their table and they sort of say like, go away. Wow. <laughs> they say, what are you doing here? Yep. We don't need another drink. Thank you, glassy. That's what they say. <laughs> I've heard that. You're saying they mistake me for a glass? They mistake you for a glassy, yeah. Because you've wow. sort of got that you've got that energy around women that sort of really, really is um God, I, I'm struggling with this other word. Unappealing. <laughs> Dude, I love how you do these big wind-ups and then you just deliver like the bluntest one word. It's not clever at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Go on, go on. Thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so I got I got small galaxies in each eye socket, and I'm an Irish dreamboat. And uh, <laughs> dude, they call me the fucking. <laughs> You're so rattled. <laughs> uh, they, they call me the Irish dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Irish dreamboat, and I got fucking. Check the passport, RE my forearm. And uh, <laughs> I, got no, I was going to say, yeah. here's the thing, dude. Being yeah. super pale. Mm-hmm. My arm's kind of tan up, but it's mostly freckles. Yeah. Melanoma. What, what, did you, what did you say last uh, night? Yeah, I go, I go from pale as fuck straight to melanoma. <laughs> there is no step in between. That's a one-stop trip, dude. Tap your Opal card on and then tap it off. Yeah, you're dude. in the fucking hospital, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're good. You're good. I cannot tan. I could not. Removed. If you gave me a million dollars and you said, I'll give you a million dollars if you can achieve a slight tan. Yeah. I would have to say, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. You I literally, I just burn. 
Yeah, you do, dude. I've seen you. You yeah. go red. You go very red. Well, no, it's actually I impressive. I don't get sunburned because I'm I'm safe. I've accepted my lot in life. The mm. sun, you know, the UV rays, mm-hmm. then they're not your friend. They're not my friend. No, dude. The sun is basically heckling me out there <laughs> with its very pre- like the sun is basically heckling me. Yeah. Just by being there. It's weird that you're you're not a guy that gets heaps of allergies because you seem like you're a guy that might get heaps of allergies. Well, dude, okay, I, this is actually a good point. This is how fucking... This is this is how poor I am. Yeah. This, is how, this is how sort of, I don't know, I don't know, insert your own negative connotation here, but uh-huh. I have one allergy. You got one allergy? And it's like one thing you should you really need. What? Penicillin. Dude, so what this I got- is how this is how I know that God is good, okay? Because the one thing that will generally save most lives will kill Billy Darcy. Yeah, massively. <laughs> it almost killed me when I was like a baby. I got like I had a huge allergic reaction. Oh, you told me, yeah. I remember. And then, um, so I haven't had penicillin in like twenty four years, um, but I had it again for a second time a couple of years ago, and I felt like there was little spiders crawling all over me. Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest feeling. I felt like there was little spiders crawling all over my arms. Hang on, I've never had to take penicillin before. So how do you do it? What run me through the process? It's antibiotics. So it's a pill. It's the main antibiotic for flus. Right, right. And somebody gave it to you, not knowing that you have already bad. No, it got prescribed to me because the doctor was like, a lot of babies grow out of that allergy. Right. But some of us are a little more stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Some of us dig our fucking heels in. You super whiteies. Yeah. You stay. You stay allergic. uh, Us translucent men. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, I took it and I felt like there was little spiders crawling over me, like tiny ones. Yeah. And dude, I got freckles all over my arms. <laughs> so you think there's tiny little things crawling over you and then you look down, there's just brown dots everywhere. Man, I was fucking- Did you it forget was... that you have freckles? <laughs> no, but like, if there's a little brown spider, it kind of looks like a freckle. And then, so I was freaking out. It was a quiet place too for a day. I was fucking terrified, dude. This is at the lab pad. This happened in the lab pad. Yeah, it was in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. geez. and Maka wasn't here to save you? No, I called my mum. Oh God, that's well. That's that's when you know it's serious. If you if you if you surpass Macker on the on the call to like the emergency call straight to Jenny, that's yeah. a serious issue. Massively. Yeah. Wow. And obviously, how did she knew what to do straight away? Uh, I can't even remember what happened. I just stopped taking it. I think. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, that story didn't really go anywhere. No, but, but I was going to say this. Um. So now, when I go to the doctor. Mm. If I have like a really bad flu and I need antibiotics, I get like the I get like the reserve grade antibiotics. Oh really? I get like the third string team. Yeah, right. And the doctor's like, take this. I mean, see how you go. <laughs> take this for the next two years. Yeah, I'm like, how many should I take? He's like, I don't know. Up to you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, uh, Doctor Thompson, these are Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, but they're orange flavor. Yeah, Enjoy. yeah. He's like, there's vitamin C in them, probably. Fuck off. <laughs> You're a goner. <laughs> You're like, I've got golden staff. I need something now. Yeah, dude. I'm literally just a fucking six foot two natural selection specimen walking around. Dude. I'm just waiting to be knocked off by something that sh- that would not knock off most people. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go out in a very um unique way. And, how and do you, also how do you think I'm gonna die? How you're gonna die? I think that it's gonna be something along the lines of uh maybe we're gonna be somewhere like uh it's going to be somewhere like Toowoomba. We're going to be in like Toowoomba. Oh, right? not Toowoomba. No, Anywhere yeah. but Toowoomba. I know. I'm sorry, dude. It's going to happen in Toowoomba. Oh, yeah. No. And, and the, the thing is that you you shouldn't have even been there. I was there by mistake. By mistake. No. Yeah, because I'll tell you why you were there in a second. But so what happens is that you're walking along. It's a Sunday morning, right? You're walking along like a, a there's a local game of cricket. You love cricket. Love cricket. Love cricket. This makes total sense. Famously loves cricket. Yep. So you see a little local game. You've just been at a cafe having, I would imagine it's in the wintertime. So you're having a flat white yep. and you're having some. What did you have this morning? 
Eggs Benny. Eggs Benny, right? Love and, Eggs Benny. And you see this little game of cricket, right? This is awesome. And you love it. You're going to go down. You've got the paper under your arm. I don't, I don't know mind why reading the, the paper. You do love the paper. I don't yep. know why it still exists because this is deep into the future. This is probably yep. 20 years from now. Oh, so at least I... Oh, you, you get some runs on the board. So I've got a family and kids. Yeah, yeah, that love you. Everything to lose. Uh, everything to lose. Wow. Yeah, you're really... You've made some huge strides. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, your dad has just called you during breakfast and said, you know what? I've never said this to you before, Bill, but I'm proud of you. Wow. So you're feeling it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and my dad have a very healthy relationship, but anyway, I'll breeze past that. <laughs> breeze past that little I think bit. that's projecting, but yeah, anyway. That, okay. Look, that was a little insight into me. And so you walk there and you're watching, you know, the uh, Toowoomba um, local team play cricket. They're, they're batting at the moment. You're pretty and- much... I'm I'm going for Toowoomba. You're going for Toowoomba, of course. Yeah, home team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually walk into the stand to maybe buy a t-shirt. You know what I mean? They've got the merch. Toowoomba Creek Club is doing merch. Yeah, they're doing merch. Wow. Yeah, they're also doing very well. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they've really got up. They might okay. have been in the shoot shield at one point. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Just stay with me here. Anyway, so you're walking along, you're watching the whole game, but you glance over at the TV at the um the t-shirt stand, just briefly, right? And um. And what happens is that a fucking, this guy's absolutely cracked a six, right? And the ball has just come hurtling into your head and you're gone. Do I make an attempt to catch it? You don't even see it coming. That's the worst part. I'm focused on the merch. You're focused on the merch. I love merch. Yeah, you do love merch. But can I tell you why you're there? This is why you're going to hate it. Why? Because the night before at the Toowoomba Arts Center, 500 seats, you've been open for me. You've been opening for oh, me. No. <laughs> oh God. That is, mate. I gotta say, and that's the greatest slam there is. Wow. <laughs> Died watching local cricket after opening for Pat Doherty. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there. I had Rowan Arneal opening that night. Oh, dude, Rowan Arneal. Yeah. He, uh, he, he would have done a better job than me as well. Yeah, he would have caught the ball. Yeah. He would have caught the ball. He would have caught the ball. Now let's flip the table. How do I go? How do you go? Mm. I don't know. You probably walk into a bus after this podcast, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> How do you go? More like when you, do you make 6 p.m. today? That's what I want to know. Dude, do, listen. Every day when you wake up. Yeah, tell me. Do, you wake up in the morning and you just look at, you, you see, and it's you see it's, oh, <clears> the 27th <throat> of March. Mm-hmm. You wake up, it's a brand new day. So this is next year, yep. No, this is, let's say, tomorrow morning. Okay. This so is every, every morning you wake up. Yep. That's how it usually goes. You wake up on a brand new day. Mm-hmm. Do you just look at your phone and go, you're shitting me? <laughs> I'm like, still here. Because I've just got so many texts from fucking good looking chicks. Is that what you mean? No, I mean, because you're so dumb. Oh. It's unbelievable you haven't been picked off yet. Oh, is that what it is? You look like the sort of bloke who would somehow die in a whippersnipper accident. <laughs> Like what happened to Pat? Oh, he tried to um, he tried to untangle a whippersnipper with his tongue, and it was still going. Is that what happened? Dude? Yeah, you look like you would die in a fucking pool cleaning accident. That's that's what you look like, dude. And you're under the sun, and that's I tell you how you die. You get a, a melanoma immediately because you forgot to put sunscreen oh, on. No, <laughs> that would never happen. I'm very vigilant about the sun. No, dude. Long sleeves, bruh. Dude, I tell you, this you look like a guy whose feet are so flat that your knee just collapses one day. <laughs> And then you fall in front of one of those police horses. Like, oh no, it's so rare. You but know, the it police horse stops, doesn't it? No, no, it just keeps oh, going. Oh no, because it, no, it's been watching, it's been listening to the podcast, <laughs> and it's like this has to end. The police horse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, dude, I tell you what, <laughs> is that a dark game or is that a funny game? I can't tell. 
how would you die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my I think one was funny. Fun. I think your one got aggressive. That's what I think. Well, I gave you three and a half hours. <laughs> so that's a bit more full on. Yeah, dude, there's hospitality and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Well, while we're on the subject of time and mm. this afternoon, um, obviously when this podcast is over, mm. it's sort of your time to leave. I have been staying at the Ladpad for four days in a row now. Yep. So if you need to uh, you need to get going, bruh. You need to get going. I do. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me, but we could keep doing the podcast. We've done 45 minutes-ish. Oh, dude, I thought that was that was like a really good... Oh, was I... Um, I thought you were leading us out. Did you think I was wrapping you up? A hundred percent. Well, I mean, yes. You just said you, you need be... to leave. You said those words. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess now we're leaving. We could, I mean, do you want to stay? It feels like if we kept going now, it would feel forced. It would feel forced. Yeah. I think that... Uh, how do you think that... It went? Let's do a quick review. How do you think... I was about to say... Um, I was going to ask you, so I personally, I think I think it's up in the air. This podcast? Whether I release it or not. <laughs> How do you think you went? I think- Keeping I, in mind, obviously, Get Around Me is an established podcast yeah. with, you know, uh, a high standard for content and bands that people come back to week sure. in, week out. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. you've come in here, sort of- how do you think you went? Well, hang on. Can I will answer the question. I just got to sort of get the weight of the podcast off my shoulders. There we go. Yeah. I think that I, I mean, I was, was that, carrying it. I've been carrying the, po- the podcast. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah. But I mean, we can listen back to it and uh, I think my point will be proven. I just want to do a quick note to everybody out there listening. Um, refer to me now as the Panther. <laughs> refer to me only as the Panther. Keep the fang thing going on. I love that. And, uh, and Coop, if you're out there, mate. Pleasure to see you last night. Coop is a listener of the pod who booed Pat. He's booed him several times, actually. Viciously. <laughs> Viciously. And I love it. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. I appreciate Not it, Not everyone's a winner, eh? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. That's the good thing about having a solo podcast. Uh, podcast? 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 Okay, so what school did you go to, dude? <laughs> Do you think your dad's proud of you? You can't Pod- even see podcast. podcast. You've been like, doing Just a podcast. A little, bit, a little bit of a pommy twist there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast. Ch- podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, the good thing about having a solo podcast is that, um, you know, if you have a guest on, it doesn't really sort of click with the, uh, the th- you know, sort of the theme and the overall direction of the program. I've always got the solo episode to fall back on. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's true. But that's cool, dude. Do you have but anything? To- we should do, uh, uh, we should just, um, I, w- I would like to promote my podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just You joking. don't have a podcast. Dude, um, you got to follow my Instagram. If you want to see a funny, funny Instagram, you go to Pat Doherty and that's it. Pat Doherty. Yeah. Don't follow William, du- du- whatever your name is. It's Billy Darcy. Okay. And, but Pat Doherty, that's where the Instagram's at. Okay. And maybe, do you want to give your TikTok username? Obviously, probably a bit hard to find. That's Pat Doherty. Jump on board. Be one of the early adopters because it's going to be the number one fucking TikTok in the world, dude. I'm coming after Charlie D'Amelio. Who's that? She's the number one chick on TikTok. Really? Yeah, dude. Um... Oh, dude, I'm gonna she, get into the dance. How hot is she? Is I, she hot, dude? Maybe she's very un, she's very young. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is John Cena back at it over here. Let's clip that, and I'm gonna use that against you in the future. Oh god, I've got fucking Crystalia on here today. Jesus Christ! This is what I'm saying. I'm just trying to ask about a TikToker. Yeah, dude. Predator behavior. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I'm I'm the sort of guy who freaking trips over and like trips over something and then like accidentally knocks over three aisles of 
grocery store. hundred percent. I'm that guy. Yeah, dude. You were just you were just sort of like curious, but you came off as a, pot, a pedophile. That's how. That's how. Wow. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like my example was a little bit more fun than yours, <laughs> but that's okay. But I tell you what, Pat. Thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate it, man. Uh, if you would like to, do you have anything to plug, Pat? Anything coming up? I'll plug something on your behalf. This is actually, I'm not going to... Oh, here we go. This is a genuine plug. Okay, okay. So me and Pat do a show called Rift City. Oh, yeah. And we're going to do it in in the future. We're going to do it in probably September in Sydney. Totally. So that'll be fun. And last time we did it was so fun. And also... One show. Just we're going to do one show. That's it. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two in one night. We, we really haven't ironed out any details. Um, but, but keep your eye out for Rift City, Brisbane, baby. Brisbane, August 12. Let me double check that. What um, August fourteenth maybe I think it was the maybe. date is key. It's really key. Because it's a Thursday, people, right? If people at come good on the chat right comedy. Day. Yeah, it's August twelfth. Okay, August twelfth, Brisbane. I'm coming up. I'm doing a solo show at Good Chat Comedy. So if you go on Good Chat Comedy's Instagram, I'll put the link in my bio closer to the date. But Pat's coming up to open for me. I'm gonna let the fucking I'm gonna let the kid do maybe eleven minutes. And if let him stretch those long legs. So. Th- uh, and I'll be in Brisbane all that week. Don't I'll be plug, there. I'll don't be there. plug any other I'll be gigs. from the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be doing shows by myself. Not in. The, I'll be doing the clubs up there. Friday, we also got the... Oh, actually. Just come to all the gigs that I basically am doing and don't worry about Billy's stuff. Okay. I love how you're like threatening me as if I don't edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like... Do the plug again because you're right. I won't, I won't plug. I won't plug. I won't plug there. You fucked that. I'll just do the Brisbane show because I fucked up the date anyway. Yeah. So, but I'll plug something here. Uh, genuine plug. August 12, Brisbane. I'm doing a solo show at Good Chat Comedy. Pat is coming up to open for me. I'm gonna let this fucking this lean kid stretch his legs a bit. Maybe do maybe do nine minutes. There's a bit of extra play time for you, mate. And I'll be coming up with a mop after that to sort of clean up his mess. But August Dude, 12th, there won't be a stage on the stage when I'm finished, man. He'll <laughs> just say the panther was here on the wall. <laughs> anyway, dude, August 12th in Brisbane. Pat's coming up to open for me. And uh, we're going to get pretty aggressively blind in Brisbane all weekend. So At Rick's, baby. At Rick's, I baby. I can't wait to go back to Rick's, dude, baby. I fucking love Rick's, dude. Take me back to the valley, dude. I fucking love it up there. The valley was the greatest. Dude, Brisbane. We got to do a podcast, um, you and me, talking about our trip to Brisbane a couple of years ago for shows. Was it a couple? How many years ago was it? It was before COVID. It was Uh, August before COVID. Oh, yeah. What a fantastic city. The River City. I love it. I fucking love Brisbane, dude. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's, I mean, leagues below Sydney, but still really good. It's It's like you're in heaven in 1993. Yeah. And that was a great year. And I love 1993. 1993 was a good year, dude. Dude, is still straight up beat the shit out of blokes in Brisbane. 100%. There's still blood on the floor in the valley from oh, some, some, some severe oh, fighting yeah. in the 90s. And I, I like that, dude. I like that. Anyway, cool, cool, cool. Cheers for listening. Tell your missus and follow Pat Doherty on the various social medias. Pat, dude, thanks for coming. Any closing statements? Panther. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too